0: Welcome to A Woman's Clarity, a podcast that empowers financial professionals to better connect with and serve their female clients. Listen in as host Kirsten Schlumbaum, Vice President of Annuity Sales at C2P, and her guests help you speak the language of women clients and meet their unique financial needs and goals.
1: I'm Kirsten Schlumbaum, Vice President of Insurance Sales for C2P. So I'm super excited today to have our first edition of A Woman's Clarity and have these two guests with me today. I've been with uh, C2P for a little while, and in my tenure, I've gotten the opportunity to know these two fearless females, and their success in financial service is not only inspiring, but their relationship is so collaborative and inspiring that I couldn't help but ask them to be a part of our first podcast. So with that, I'd like to introduce Mary Stirk. She is the CEO and founder of Stirk Financial. The really cool thing about Mary's advisory practice is that 11 of her 12 team members are females. So She knows how to really empower, um, motivate, and inspire females in financial services. And that being said, a really awesome part of Mary's practice is that from 2018, Through 2022, she's been nominated by Forbes for Best in State for Wealth Advisors and Top Women in Wealth. So welcome, Mary. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Thank you so much. And I'm going to introduce also um, the founder and managing partner of New Aspects Financial Services, Karine Alvarado. I hope I said your name correctly. (laughs) She is the architect behind the Full Service Financial Service Advisory Practice, specializing in retirement planning throughout the San Francisco Bay Area. And a little bird told me that she really is a subject matter expert in 401ks for the state of California. Now, a really cool aspect of Corrine is her role on the Advisors Group Women's Board, the Women Forward Initiative, providing thought leadership and support for the advancement of women throughout the financial services industry. So she's been very instrumental in developing um, the fellowship and mentorship programs for the advisor group. So welcome, Corrine. I'm so happy to have you both here. Thank you, Kirsten. Happy to be part of this. Um, I hope I said your name correctly. I'm I'm a Norwegian-Iowan, so I say things improperly. My best friend is Norwegian, so you're good. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Um, Before I launch into mentorship and why it's so important, Would you two like to maybe share a little bit about your background in financial services? Sure. uh, I've been in financial services,
0: gosh, since the early 90s. I started with an insurance company in the Midwest and then eventually moved into a role of being an advisor. Um, I've owned my own firm now for almost 19 years. (laughs) So quite some couple days, then just a little bit. Yep. (laughs) And, you know, have been able to do about seven acquisitions of other advisors or firms as they've left the industry or retired. So with organic growth, and then also through acquisition, we've been able to grow to a size that I never really imagined we would ever grow to when I first set out to start the company. Um, And then it's really been through learning through many different companies, many different relationships. And as a result of mentoring and, you know, being mentored, learning what I needed to learn to build a practice that I really feel adds value to the people that we work with. And one thing I didn't mention at the beginning is that you're also a partner with CTP. Is that correct? I am. Yeah. That's one of the wonderful relationships that is that has come along during this time frame where, you know, when when you can find companies or people and leadership within companies that are like minded in terms of adding value and being growth oriented and things like that, um,
1: it's just a beautiful synergy, and that's mm-hmm. what brought me to be a partner in this in C two P. And now, when we talk about beautiful synergy, I'm going to let Corrine talk about how she got in the industry, but she came to us via you. So, Kareen, right. <laughs> share a little bit about your background. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um it's actually a funny story.
2: Um when we talk about male relationships, my dad was very much a you have to go to business school. And I remember uh talking to my mom and saying, "Mom, but I want to be a marine biologist. I don't want to go to business school." <laughs> and he said, "Well, you can be a marine biologist after you go to business school and get a degree there." So <laughs> I um I decided to get a degree in marketing because um I thought anything but financial services. I didn't like the financial services uh, topic, and so it's really funny and ironic that here I am, and I love it so much um, at the moment, and and have been throughout you know my career. But it, it's just funny how that plays out. So I I um landed in the financial industry in 1998. I was in Boston doing my master's at Boston University, and um, I was just tired of commuting in the snow, truth be told. So I applied for a position with John Hancock in their retirement plan division. And at the moment, being from Mexico City, um, I wasn't familiar with what a 401k was, but there I was and just, happened to be in the right place at the right time, and then from there, um, several years later in 2010, decided to become an independent financial advisor, and um, I joined Woodbury Financial Services, where um, I was, I feel, pretty successful. Over time, I was my business was growing by 15% each year, but I was a one-woman army, and I recall thinking to myself, I can do this online. This is fairly easy. In truth, I was working every weekend, every evening, and burning myself out. Um, so I as someone came to me and really was talking about encouraging me to join the mentorship program through the advisor group. But I kept thinking to myself, it's just something else to put on my agenda, something another to do with on my to do list. I'm so happy that I ended up moving forward with that. I was blessed to be paired with an extraordinary mentor, Mary Stir, who <laughs> literally helped me catapult my business into something extremely successful. So, uh it has been just an extraordinary relationship and I am so blessed when when I met Mary the first year we we went through mentorship. It was so successful. We decided to go for a second term. And then when Mary decided to join C2P, I, um, I didn't even hesitate. I followed Mary and um, and all my team along with that. Now we're a team of 12. Wow. And um, And everyone has gained significant value from that relationship as well.
1: Well, I think that was a really great segue into my next thought process with this conversation. And it's really kind of, um, it's it's interesting to me, I was just having a few conversations with some of our other advisors, and they are like, I don't want to interrupt and have a mentor, I don't want to intrude on their time, what if they don't have time for me? And I said, well, make time for yourself, because the best thing about having a mentor is a growth mindset. So Mary, can you share with me how your relationship started with Kareen, and and why mentorship was so impactful and powerful for the two of you?
0: Yeah, so um, back at the time that our relationship began, I was also on the Women Forward board, um, one of the founding members on that board through advisor group, and we created this mentorship program, and helped make it better. and And one of the goals was to try to pair people together who we thought could be a successful pairing. Um, But one of the things that is challenging within a mentor-mentee relationship is the level of commitment on both sides has to really be there. And um, so part of the reason I think that Karine and I were so successful in connecting is that as a mentor, I set super clear expectations of what I wanted our time together to be like and look like and, and do and she met those expectations every time. So there wasn't any messing around. We dove down into business when it was time to get into it. We worked hard. We went over and prioritized the things that needed to be addressed at the time, and she always came prepared, and then we were able to take things to the next level. So I think that's a big piece of mentorship that's really important is the setting of expectations early on so it's a valuable use of time for both people
1: and one thing you've said too and I've heard you say this in, uh, in other arenas is that a mentor mentee relationship is not the mentor taking over the conversation telling somebody what to do it's helping them and guiding them to strive for that next goal and preparing for that next lo- wrong on their level of um, success is that correct I would
0: say so. I mean, I think, Karine, you should answer that question. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. I think you said it very well, Mary. I've actually had other mentors, and um, and I recall not being as prepared. Maybe I wasn't mentally in the, spa- in the right space at the time, and therefore, I think it's crucial not only to have a connection with your mentor, uh, but in addition to that, to really be going into it thinking, here are my goals. Here's what I want to achieve. Here's my agenda. Um, And then let's talk together about how we may be able to help each other through that and how and set the expectation on how and how often are we going to meet? Do you want me to have the agenda prepared, et cetera, et cetera? Because as you mentioned, Kirsten, it is valuable time. And I, for one, don't want to be the one wasting someone's time, especially someone so successful.
0: One of the things that I think was also really amazing that came out of this collaboration was that um, we had some strengths in different areas. And so I had built practice. The majority of our practice was built around working with individual clients, wealth management, financial planning, and the practice that she had built was largely 401k related. And so one of the things we were able to do was I could help her build the individual side of it with my experience and knowledge, but she was able to help me build the 401k side of it with her experience and knowledge. So there was plenty of times that the mentor became the mentee <laughs> during our conversations and it really became just um, a
1: collaboration
0: going both directions.
1: I love that you brought that up because at the end of the day, collaboration is important. And it's not just me as the mentee taking what you say and following your rules. It's growing together because somebody could be a brand new mentor and learning as they go, but they pick up such great pieces from the person that they're working with. And I don't think we can move forward and grow our footprint in this industry without learning from each other, empowering each other and lifting each other up. I know I can be a cliche of memes right now, but it's the truth. Um, What would you say when you guys started working together? I know you set your expectations, but I'm sure sometimes managing expectations can be the most difficult part. Was there ever a time where you felt challenged on keeping your commitments and how did you navigate that?
2: I'll answer that. (laughs) Perhaps it was most challenging for me um, because I had time management was one of those areas that I needed a lot of help with. And so um, at the beginning, it it was a challenge for me to ensure that I was prepared for Mary's call and had exactly what I needed to have in advance of our call. However... Having said that, one of our first calls was on calendaring, and Mary, I recall, said, "Let me share your screen." I was so embarrassed that I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> I shared my screen, and she said, "Oh, I don't know how you can be at three places at what at one time." <laughs> I was like, "I can't." <laughs> so it was a uh, it was a great conversation, and uh, clearly from there we we progressed. So. There's
0: something, a, there's something a little magical about being able to have a candid conversation with somebody, you know, where you've peeled back all the layers of the onions and you're just saying, here's where I am. I'm trying to get here. And sometimes that outside perspective can just cut through things and see things that you can't, especially when you're emotionally involved or overwhelmed or tired or rushed. And um, that outside perspective can can shift the lens far enough sometimes that allows for you to see a different path, allows for you to see a way forward, a way to get from A to Z without rewriting the alphabet.
1: And I brought that question up purposefully because I think at times we as women think we have to be perfect. We wear the hat of mother, wife, business owner, friend, sister, aunt, and we have to be perfect for everybody. And we have to allow ourselves that vulnerability with our mentor to say, here I am. This is what I want to accomplish. Let's talk about this and be vulnerable because sometimes that's really difficult in order to move forward, to improve ourselves. We have to admit where we're imperfect, embrace the imperfectness and move forward. So I think it's it's wonderful that we can take a look at where we've been and see well this is where I'm going and this is how I can get there with the help of a mentor. So I I appreciate you sharing that because it's not always easy to say, well my calendar was a mess and Mary said clean it up, <laughs> but it wasn't really that it wasn't me saying clean it up.
0: It oh was I know me saying here's where I see some of your issues are here's some ways that I think you could adjust the way you're doing it here's how to maybe train your team to help you support it. And, you know, that kind of collaboration is very different than just start doing it this way. Mm -hmm. You know, when it comes to vulnerability inside of a mentor-mentee relationship, I do think that that's something that that really is unique, especially in a woman-to-woman mentor-mentee relationship. Growing up in the industry myself when I did... I didn't have the luxury of having any female mentors, but I was lucky enough that I had a handful of males in the industry that took me under their wing taught me a lot of things. Now it might've been me learning some of the best tactics I've ever learned being written on a bar napkin (laughs) over (laughs) a beer at the end of the day, but nevertheless, I still learn, but there is a very, very different level of vulnerability inside of that type of relationship versus a mentor mentee relationship with another woman. I think that there's fantastic merit to both of them but it is a very different emotional connection and
1: probably inherent commitment within it as well. I agree 100%. I really do appreciate you bringing that up because it's not just about women mentoring women. Men can mentor women and women can mentor men. It's it's just right now we get the opportunity to really lift each other up throughout this network, but we do have to acknowledge the positive male support that we have received Absolutely. and we get going forward because again, it goes back to collaboration. We're not going to succeed without collaborating with our different partners, whether they're male or female, right? I agree. It's super important. But that leads me to another topic. And I know Mary, you and I have talked about this. Corrine, I know I I watched a webinar with you on this as well, but you had mentioned that you started in the industry and you were working with a bunch of males. It is the voice. We have a lot of men in the industry, but the voice of financial services has really been changing. There's more women getting into the business. And- how would you encourage, like if you were to run into your younger self today or a female that says, I would really like to know more about getting in the industry, how would you help them get their foot in the door and encourage them to, to make that step, no matter how too much timidity and fear is knocking on their door? Karine, I'm gonna start with you.
2: I would personally, um, I, I I love the whole mentorship conversation, but I would begin with just letting these women know that um it is an excellent career it provides you flexibility it provides you the ability to take control um have security empower yourself independence these are things that women are looking for and it is an ideal career where you can be as successful as you want to be or or not but you you make that call you make that decision and so um, it really is, um, it pairs well with our unique challenges that we have as caretakers. As you mentioned, we're mothers and we tend to take care of our parents. We love that flexibility. So I would I would start there. I would start the conversation there.
0: You know, I think it's it's interesting you asked that question because Karine said earlier, she didn't intend to set out on a path to end up in this career she landed in it. Mm-hmm. And that hundred percent is my story too. Okay. You know, I, I took a job at the principal financial group back in 1994, because they were paying me $7 and 35 cents an hour. And that was a couple bucks more than my current job. <laughs> so that was why I started there. I didn't have any intent of becoming a financial advisor but because of the job I had there, I got my licenses. And then I was going to move to another part of the state and get married. And I thought, well, I have these licenses. Maybe I can sell something. Maybe I should become an agent for principal. So I I, I took their test to see if I was good material to become an agent. And I failed miserably. <laughs> oh they okay, could only see funny. you now. <laughs> I, I want to do that, like, pretty woman thing where I go in and be like, big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but they wouldn't hire me because I didn't have the the traditional traits of like driven by money, driven by recognition. Dr- you know, I was like, Oh yeah, well my family matters the most and I want to be balanced with my time. And they're like, yep, we're not hiring you. <laughs> so um, I did still have those licenses and I started working with people in a small insurance agency. Then I started working with them on the financial side. And it became evident that apparently people were going to trust me with their money. And so then it became evident, I really should figure out what I'm gonna do with it. I need to know more than I know. I didn't have the background or the education. And then that's what helped me pursue my certified financial planner designation and really start to understand how to do financial planning and get the education that I needed to support the business that I eventually grew. But had you asked me early on, are you going to become a financial advisor? I would have just laughed at that and said, no, I'm you know, probably going to become a country music rock star or something like that. But-
1: well, That's that. going to be a podcast for another day. It. I want to hear you sing now.
0: <laughs> but anyway, I think that that's probably part of the issue with there not being a tremendous amount of females in the financial industry is that a lot of us who, who are there landed there not by design Mm -hmm. and so I feel like one of the things that is is starting to shift and I hope shifts more is there being a dedicated you know um effort to help young women actually see that getting into this career on purpose can create the future for them and all the wonderful things that Corrine just outlined. This can create that. So maybe do this on purpose instead of you accidentally landing in it.
1: Yeah. I accidentally landed in the industry as well. I started selling, <laughs> I was going to be a social worker and save the world ended up selling it life insurance door to door and then ev- evolved into where I am. So it's amazing, but I completely 100% agree. How do we help females Get to that point where they feel like this is their purpose and the driving force behind them to help other women like themselves be successful in financial services or get in front of female clients to help them feel comfortable, and confident marching into retirement.
2: I think it's about just continuing to always um, empower those your circle. Right. So whether it be your children or your friends, you um, I do a lot of webinars and seminars in person uh, with the retirement planning at uh, retirement plans that I manage. And continuously, uh, one of the topics of conversation is empowering women and, and how um, it's so important for for us to be able to know more about the finances, about your your financial goals, setting those goals, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really about starting with your own internal circle or those that you influence around you and and then letting them know that, hey, if you you got it down, don't hesitate to help others around you and and teach your children as well.
0: I love that. I think that's really a wise way to look at it. I think empowerment um, can be a tricky thing, right? Because I know that for me I have a tendency to really want to maybe overhelp. Sometimes I want success for somebody more than they want it for themselves. Um and so you have to kind of walk that fine line between what is empowerment versus um uh enabling. And and so that can sometimes be a little bit tricky, especially if you have developed really strong relationships with the women around you. In our firm we have right now three females who are advisors. And um, one of the things that's been really important to us has been to figure out what are the pieces of the job, what are the pieces of this role as an advisor that they love the most, and then create a track and a path in their career within our firm to focus on that more. So, you know, one of them has said, Gosh, I really love the investment analysis. And so I've been like, great, well, you still need to focus on some client development and taking care of your clients, but let's increase your time where you're spending doing that. And they have another one who's like, I don't want to do any of that investment analysis stuff, but I really want to work with the clients. I really want to work on building client relationships. And I'm like, fantastic. Let's point you in that direction. So there's just nuances of empowerment that really coincide with your unique abilities, with your areas of passion within the job, figuring out where you fit. And then and then, hopefully women find a path
1: to get there and that it's fulfilling for them. I think you brought up a really good point. It's leveraging strengths of the people on your team and helping them soar and letting them let go of the things that... maybe not be their strong suit, but always encouraging them, mentoring them and helping them grow in what they do and do well. Well said. I just love it. I love the ability to help other women feel and see the success in themselves. And sometimes it's having a hard conversation and it's not always easy. Sometimes you have to ask the question, are you on the right path? What can we do to help you get on that right path? Sometimes it's not always easy.
0: You know, going back to your your um, comment that you mentioned about the changing voice in financial services, you know, over time we can read all the statistics about how wealth will transfer to the females over time more and more and more, and female advisors are rising up in the industry slowly but surely. That's happening. I think one of the things that can empower women can help them paint the picture of the future, and then ends up being just a wonderful thing for the female clients that they interact with is the fact that especially as an independent advisor, there is no glass ceiling. This is one of the few careers that I know of where you can do and grow what you want. You can grow to the level that you want. You can build the firm that you want and you can do it on your terms. And, you know, there are a lot of advisors out there who don't understand that that's possible and who are you know, not independent and operating within a structure of restriction. And um, to be able to see that there's absolutely no limit other than your own ideolo- ideology of where you can go, that's a beautiful thing about this career. And I wish more women knew and understood that. Agreed, agreed such an important aspect of that i mean
2: as you mentioned mary it's not it wasn't about the money for it seems like for you or for myself initially it was the flexibility and security and etc but but yes the the fact that you are able to make it whatever you'd like to make of it is is key
0: and it doesn't hurt that you can make a lot of money in the meantime yeah <laughs> Let's not forget that fantastic aspect of it, because it's true when you, you, we have the unique position of being able to do well by doing good for others. Our clients are better off once they've interacted with us, once they've met us, once we've helped them get on the right path, we do well by doing good. And that's a beautiful, beautiful way
1: of life. I was once told, if you do what you love, the money will follow. And the cool thing about our industry is that we not only get the opportunity, like me, I get the opportunity to work with fearless females like yourself, but I get to help you help your clients march to retirement, feeling confident, whether they're male or female. But it's really an opportunity where our salaries are limitless. Our talent is limitless because we get to really tap into what we do best getting in front of clients, having a conversation, finding the solutions and giving them that holistic plan so that they can go into retirement and be happy. And I think that it can be intimidating to young young female professionals going into the industry because they, they think about who their father's financial planner was or their mother's financial planner. And I'm not that same person. Wonderful. Tap into your own talent. Tap into your strengths. Use your own uniqueness to grow your book of business and, and really It's limitless when you, when you do that.
0: You know, my background is one of going from welfare to wealth management. You know, by the time I was 19 years old, I already had two kids under two years old and I was divorced. So that's like a recipe for a mess, right? I didn't know anything about money. You know, I didn't know anything about finance or financial planning. I was lucky if my financial plan was, I had, you know, a few bucks left at the end of the month. And to be able to grow from there to a place where I own a firm, it's a large firm, I'm employing other people, that just goes to show you the power that the job has to empower people to move forward and to grow out of a situation that isn't ideal into something that's wonderful. So if I can do that, anybody can do that. And I think that there's a lot of people out there that I hope hear that message and understand that with the willingness to learn, with the willingness to put the time in, with the willingness to um, go for it, any type of success is possible in this industry.
1: You gave me goosebumps. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I think I, I even saw Kareem's head, head nodding. Um, like you wanted to add something to that because we all come from a very, I think, humble place with our success and the hard work the tenacity. I know that this didn't just happen overnight for either one of you. Um, it's wonderful. It's inspiring. I do
2: agree that our experiences mold our perspectives and what we tend to do over time. And so same same with my story coming from Mexico and seeing my parents hustle and bustle three jobs just to put us through college. So um, having that experience certainly has molded my experiences and wanting to Um, Be more successful, have more independence and security uh, for my future and empowering other others to do the same thing. So, you know, if I could impart, um, I guess, any message to other females that may be considering this industry is don't hesitate. Just do it and go forward. Find someone that you trust that's in the industry. Talk to them and and it, it will work well for you.
1: I know we're coming up at the top of our time together and I do want to ask one final question that's going to bring us full circle. So first off, thank you for sharing your stories. Thank you for getting personal with me. Thank you for inspiring me. But what if, let's say I was a brand new advisor in the industry. What advice would you give to me on trying to find my right mentor? Well, I think that
0: my advice to anybody new in the industry is to find the right training. So, you know, the independent industry where, where we maybe lack compared to the captive or the broker channel type of industry is there's not always an excellent training path if you go into an independent office. And so if I was um, talking to somebody that was considering starting in the industry or was a new female advisor i would suggest that they have two areas of focus one is making sure they know what training track they're on and continually are learning and growing with their technical abilities and their industry knowledge and their you know product knowledge sales ability all those things but then to find a separate mentor not a trainer but somebody separate from your trainer that can mentor you that is um willing to focus on new advisors. So not all levels of mentorship are equal and not all mentors are meant to work with somebody that's new in the industry. So I'd seek out mentorship from somebody who loves helping somebody newer in the industry.
2: Right. Um, I would say, don't be afraid. And the reason I say that is because I hesitated for many years and I, I was reluctant. I thought that um, asking for help was um, was a weakness and it was exactly the opposite. Now I, I, I literally just, anytime I come upon a hurdle or something that I'm um, trying to overcome, I immediately start thinking of who has already gone through this if there's other pioneers that have gone through that journey successfully and are willing to share those tips with you and improve the quality of your journey, then why not? Why not take that?
0: You know, that is what is so great about C2P's mentorship program is that those pioneers are out there. Those people are out there willing to talk with those who are wanting to learn. and. Um, Corinne and I still do mentor calls. Um, I don't know if you knew that, Kirsten, but we still do mentor calls. She's able to schedule them with me through the mentor program that C2P has. And as she needs them, we're able to connect. But sometimes I'm not the best mentor for her for a particular topic. And she's got access to a number of other amazing people there that are willing to share their knowledge and expertise. So the flexibility within that program, I think, is fantastic.
1: Thank you for sharing that. And I guess what I'm hearing is this it doesn't matter where we are in our career path in financial services, learning, getting grounded, growing is a part of what we do as financial advisors, being in financial services, so we can be our best self for our clients. And both Kareen and Mary are part of our Rainmaker Multiplier division. And so Mary took my thunder out of my closing (laughs) remarks is that Mary is a part of our C2P mentor portal, but we've got so many great mentors out there that if you're part of our our program, you have access to it. And I love the fact that you guys still speak and you talk and you work together. I know Corrine uses our mentor portal and Mary's on there. So I would encourage anybody who's listening, if you're part of our Rainmaker multiplier division, use your mentor connect calls. If you are in the industry and you are trying to grow your business, look for the right mentor to help you grow your business. Because at the end of the day, we want our advisors to be empowered. We want you growing and we want you feeling successful so that you can run your day and not your day run you. So I appreciate the two of you joining me today. And again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a part of the first podcast. And I look forward to many many more years of success and seeing you guys blossom. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for having us.
0: (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to A Woman's Clarity, brought to you by C2P, an organization whose purpose is to educate, train, grow, and support holistic financial advisors so families can achieve true prosperity. Subscribe now and never miss an opportunity to learn how to become a more proactive, holistic advisor to the fast-growing female client base. Visit C2PEnterprises.com
1: to learn how we can help support and enhance your business. At the time of delivery and any subsequent publishing, information was deemed reliable but is subject to change by the time of listening or viewing. The contents of this piece include the opinions and projections of C2P Enterprises, are subject to change, and are for informational purposes only. The information provided in this presentation is not intended to be individual investment, tax, or legal advice.